Folks, what does everyone do when shopping online? Well, you jump to the reviews and you see what customers actually think. Well, Bull and Branch did the hard work for you. In a recent customer survey, 96% said Bull and Branch sheets get softer with every single wash. Bull and Branch sheets are made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on planet Earth. Buttery to the touch, super breathable. Bull and Branch sheets are perfect for both cooler and warmer months. Their luxurious signature hem sheets were made without pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. They really do get softer with every single wash. Best of all, Bull and Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping. Returns on all orders. You're not going to want to return them. We love our Bull & Branch product. In fact, when I'm on the road, I actually travel with their cable knit throw blanket. It is that good. Their product is just awesome. After a long day, nothing feels better than a restful night's sleep in the softest, most luxurious sheets. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bull & Branch. Get 15% off your very first order when you use code BEN at bullandbranch.com. That's Bull & Branch, spelled B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code BEN. Exclusions apply. See site for details, bullandbranch.com. So for all the talk about Donald Trump's weirdness in this particular election cycle, it turns out that Hillary Clinton and her team are way, way weirder. The media have simply chosen not to report it. On Friday, WikiLeaks spilled an email showing that Clinton campaign chair John Podesta was invited to a spirit cooking, a spirit cooking by Marina Abramovich, along with John's brother, Tony. As part of Stella reports, spirit cooking often incorporates human elements, particularly blood, breast, milk, urine, and sperm, in ritualistic cooking. Its origins are found in Cake of Light, a supposedly spiritual food whose ingredients include honey, oil, menstrual blood, and sperm. Like, this is really a real thing. In a Reddit forum, Abramovich told users the context of the ritual depends heavily on intention. Performing it in a gallery or a studio makes it art. Performing it in the confines of one's home makes it more intimate and spiritual. Abramovich also recommends eating the pain after cutting your middle finger, using fresh urine to wash away nightmare dreams, and mixing fresh breast milk with fresh sperm milk for earthquake nights. This is real. But Trump is the weirdo. Hillary's oddities have gone unreported by the media for literally decades. According to Bob Woodward, Hillary bought Gene Houston, co-director of the Foundation for Mind Research, to the White House when Hillary was first lady. There, Hillary held seances with Eleanor Roosevelt and Mahatma Gandhi. She said she thought it would be a step too far to talk to Jesus, though. Hillary wrote that Eleanor, quote, usually responds by telling me to buck up, or at least to grow skin as thick as a rhinoceros. Hillary, by the way, also likes to throw back the alcohol. Her former campaign manager, current corrupt Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, he said, quote, she loves to sit, throw him back. We all hear about the story. She and John McCain actually had a shot contest, I think in the Ukraine or somewhere around the world. And she actually beat John McCain in a shot contest, unquote. So, Hillary isn't exactly the paragon of stoic sobriety. She's an odd lady surrounded by odd people who will do odd and terrible things as president. Just don't expect the media to report it. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Okay, lots to talk about today. And, uh, and I want to start by apologizing for some of the technical oddities on the show. Obviously, if you're watching this on Facebook Live or watching it on Daily Wire, that's just because I'm abroad. I'm over in Austin and uh, Austin as a blue area, has decided that censorship is obviously the best possibility. In any case, uh, lots going on. Let's start with this Podesta story because everybody's covering this a little bit wrong. Okay, there's no evidence that John Podesta is a Satanist. Yeah, there's not. There's evidence that Marina Abramovich is a weirdo and that John Podesta is a weirdo and that Tony Podesta, they're all weirdos. There's no evidence that they go around worshiping the occult, worshiping Satan. And honestly, having Alex Jones and company pushing theories about the occult and those being taken seriously, let's not go over the top. They're weird, that should freak you out, but it's more about them being environmentalist, wild left weirdos than it has to do uh, with them worshiping Satan. I don't, I don't know any evidence that they worship Satan per se. It seems bad enough to me that they're ingesting food 
made from other people's sperm. Has, by the way, has there, has there ever been a Clinton scandal that doesn't involve sperm yet? I think we're still searching for a Clinton scandal that doesn't involve sperm, I think. But meanwhile, it's pretty clear that, that the, the left is freaking out. Right now, here's where the polls are. So according to the Real Clear Politics poll average, Hillary has, has moved to a little bit more of a lead than she had yesterday. But in the state polling, here's where we are in the state polling. Hillary with a 1.2 percentage point lead in Florida. If she wins Florida, the election's over. Trump with a 3.3 percentage lead in Iowa, Ohio. Clinton up three in Pennsylvania. That's very narrow. New Hampshire with Trump up 1.5. Trump up 0.8 in North Carolina. Clinton up 2.6 in Colorado. Trump up two in Nevada. And uh, in Wisconsin, Hillary's up big. Michigan, she's up big. Maine, she's up big. Virginia, she's up big. Georgia, Trump is up. Iowa, Trump is up. So what does that mean? What that means is that this entire election, as always, seems like it's going to come down to Florida if these polls are right. Now, my own suspicion is that Trump's lack of a ground game means that he's going to underperform a lot of these polls. But I will say that it's so volatile, there's really no way to tell at this point. In the 538 broadcast, in, in the 538 calculation, they say that there's about a three-point lead for Hillary Clinton. Their averages now make it about a three-point lead for Hillary Clinton. And so the Democrats are panicking, and they're making asses of themselves as usual, except more than usual. So here is Barack Obama yesterday, very, very upset with Donald Trump. He says that Donald Trump is bad because he only hangs out with celebrities. He spent a lot of time with celebrities, spends a lot of time hanging out with the really wealthy folk, but you don't see him hanging out with working people unless they're cleaning his room or mowing the, mowing the fairways on his golf club. You're going to make this guy your champion if you're a working person? Come on. Somebody who spent his life without ever showing any regard for working folks. But he has insulted minorities and immigrants and Muslims and Americans with disabilities. That's the voice you want? You want a voice who's bragging about how being famous lets you get away with what would qualify as sexual assault and calls women pigs and dogs and slobs. Okay, we can stop it there. So Barack Obama goes on, he says he only hangs out with celebrities. He doesn't care about working people in any real way. Okay, really? Really? Okay, so he, he doesn't care about working people, in it, but, Trump, but, but presumably Obama does. Obama spends all his time pretty much every single day meeting with celebrities. In fact, there's somebody online who, uh, who's saying that um, President Ash Carter, the defense secretary, is actually the president of the United States. Obama is just the celebrity in chief. And it's pretty clear that that's how Obama sees the presidency. One of the great ironies of this particular election cycle is that President Obama can't believe that a reality TV star like Donald Trump might take his place. The great good God King, Barack Obama, might be replaced by this dumb, by this dumbass, Donald Trump. But here's the, here's the, real, the reality of how people see Barack Obama. They don't see Barack Obama as some great statesman. They don't see Obama the same way Obama sees Obama. Obama sees himself as a great world leader. Obama sees himself as a great God genius. Obama sees himself as this wonderful fellow who's going to lead us from the darkness to the light. Most Americans see Barack Obama the same way they see Lady Gaga, except he has more power and he doesn't do as many weird sexual things on tape. Right? Barack Obama's just a celebrity to them. This is why celebrities worship Obama. So Obama ripping on Trump for meeting with celebrities. I mean, the fact is that Trump's celebrity connections are so much less than, than Obama's celebrity connections would make your head swim. I mean, Obama is constantly meeting at the White House with everybody from 9-11 Truth or Macklemore to Beyonce, who talks routinely about what she wants to do with her P-word. 
in her songs, and that's no problem for Obama. So one of the big problems with uh, American elections now is that it's impossible to make a credible charge against your opponent because everybody's in the gutter. So Obama says that Trump is a celebrity. That's true. But Obama's a celebrity, and he's the one who made it that way. He's the one who solicited that. He's the one who has sought celebrity status by going on Samantha Bee like three days ago. So again, none of this washes. Obama, by the way, acknowledges that Hillary Clinton is really a bad candidate. It's, I, I should have invested in the clothespin industry before this election because there are so many people who are holding their noses in voting. It's just absolutely insane. Here is President Obama holding his nose about Hillary Clinton. When I hear young people who tell me, well, you know, I, I'm not that interested, or I don't think my vote makes a difference, or even though Trump is terrible, but, you know, Hillary's not exciting me that There's much. There's a trust issue and, that a lot of young voters have. Yeah, you know, when I hear that stuff, uh, I, I just have to, have to say, the world's imperfect, politics is imperfect, candidates are imperfect, I'm imperfect. You make choices. You decide on what is best in this particular situation. And in this particular situation, it's not even close. Hillary Clinton is somebody who's qualified to be president and cares about the issues that millennials care about and will maintain the progress that we've made over these last eight years. I love it. I mean, President Obama there basically praising himself to this guy. I like, I like the point where he says, I'm imperfect. And you can see that he thinks he's lying. And deep down, President Obama saying to himself, no, 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 I'm, nobody's, nobody's perfect except for, except for me. But he's basically admitting that Hillary's awful. You just have to vote for Hillary to stop Trump. On the other side, you have everybody saying the opposite. You have everybody saying that you have to vote for Trump to stop Hillary. Nobody likes Hillary. Nobody likes Trump. It's awful. And you can see that the Democrats are freaking out about this because if this election was a referendum on Hillary Clinton instead of Donald Trump, Hillary loses. That's the way this works. When it was a referendum on Donald Trump, Hillary was winning because nobody wants to see Trump be president. If in the American mind, this referendum, this, this election is now a referendum on Hillary Clinton, Hillary's in serious trouble because nobody likes her. So it really is a mindset. If the media covers Hillary more in the last week and a half leading up to the election, major advantage Trump. If they cover Trump more over the weekend, major advantage to Hillary Clinton. And that's why you see the Democrats in panic mode. So Tim Kaine, the presidential candidate, he's whining now that Congress is saying they're going to investigate Hillary Clinton. He's desperately trying to get the attention off of Hillary Clinton in the last days of this election cycle. People are throwing the impeachment word around before the election has even taken place. I mean, first, it kind of suggests a little bit of defeatism, like, well, we think we're probably going to lose. Second, it also suggests a really bad view of what the role of a legislator is. Same about this investigation stuff. Uh, you know, I thought legislators were supposed to legislate. I mean, investigations are part of it, but the real issue is legislation. So I hope folks, voters, will hold them accountable. Yeah, you know, don't tell us just what you're going to block. Tell us what it is that you want to do. Yeah, it's supposedly about about legislation. That's the real problem here. Is that the legislation has all has all broken down? It's amazing how they're trying to shift blame. Meanwhile, the Democrats are in complete disarray. Bernie Sanders is out there campaigning for Hillary, and he's. At the same time, Barack Obama is trying to get out the vote on the basis that Barack Obama is the greatest president ever and we have to continue this winning streak. Bernie Sanders is out there saying, oh, by the way, Barack Obama is not a very good president and things are pretty crap. Here's Bernie Sanders. Final note from, from socialist septuagenarian Bernie Sanders. Real unemployment remains much too high. If you add people who don't have any jobs, with people who are working part-time and they want to work full-time, know any people who are working part-time and they want to work full-time? A lot of people out there, people who have given up looking for work and Real unemployment is over 9%. Okay, so uh, Bernie 
Bernie Sanders is very upset about the, the state of the economy. Real unemployment is too high. We need more socialism, except for the fact that you need more black voters to show up and vote. And you got a problem there because black voters aren't interested in voting for Hillary Clinton. Robbie Mook, who is Hillary's communications director, he's out there trying to get the focus off Hillary Clinton saying, Hillary's been cleared and she'll be cleared again. None of this is a big deal. Uh, I am totally confident when the FBI says what they have, they get the information out there, there's going to be nothing new. Uh, he said he didn't even know what the emails were. We found out he didn't even have a warrant to look at them at the time he sent out the letter. Uh, we're just saying get the information out there on the table. The voters are smart. Uh, Hillary has been cleared on this. She'll be cleared again. And we'll move forward and focus on what we care about in this election, which is kids and families and how we're helping people afford education and health care, you know, and keeping our country safe. And he gets a big round of applause, of course, from the audience uh, of The View for that. But the fact is that most people don't think that Hillary is necessarily going to be cleared unless something really, really corrupt happens. Now, all of this would be good news for Donald Trump going into the final weekend, except for Christopher McChristie. So you remember Chris Christie. He's the fellow who's been destroying the Republican Party for the last eight years. So Chris Christie, uh, I've never seen any one person have this sort of impact on a presidential on presidential races two times in a row. If you remember back to 2012, Chris Christie spoke at the Republican National Convention. He'd been vetted for vice president and rejected because Mitt Romney thought that he was kind of corrupt. And Chris Christie still got the keynote at the RNC where he proceeded to spend the entire keynote talking about how wonderful he was instead of talking about Mitt Romney his speech bombed. Then you remember the week before the election, he hugged President Obama, talked in glowing terms about what a great guy President Obama was, how President Obama was, was this great fellow for coming down to New Jersey right after Hurricane Sandy. And they walked arm in arm down the Atlantic City boardwalk and they, they made sweet love under the trees at midnight. Uh, and, uh, and Barack Obama ends up winning the election narrowly in large part because of the, the backlash to, to Hurricane Sandy and, and the, the feeling that they did a good job during Hurricane Sandy. And, uh, and Chris Christie helped push that perception. This year, Chris Christie was responsible for the murder-suicide that took out Marco Rubio, the guy who was most likely going to be the nominee if Chris Christie hadn't excoriated him in that New Hampshire debate, leading Donald Trump to quash Rubio's momentum in New Hampshire, and we get Trump as the nominee. That's bad enough. Now, two of Chris Christie's top aides have been convicted on all charges in Bridgegate. That's going to be the news the media run with this weekend. Chris Christie is the head of Donald Trump's transition team into the White House. Obviously, the media are going to now attempt to shift their coverage away from Hillary's corruption to Chris Christie's corruption and therefore Trump corruption. That's going to be the message. So well done, Chris Christie. You are absolutely, indisputably the absolute worst. And meanwhile, the, the fact is that, you know, the, the, the Christie surrogates are doing, the, the, the Trump surrogates are doing him no great favors, obviously. And I'm sorry we have to sign off now with, uh, with the folks on Facebook Live. But uh, go over to dailywire.com, and you can watch the rest of this live. Uh, our quality of broadcast will be better next week. I'll be back in the studio next week, not on the road so much. Um, but, uh, but obviously, it's going to be part of the mailbag. If you want to get all the special goodies, we're about to roll up some brand-new special goodies. If you're an annual subscriber, get a free copy of my book, True Allegiance, uh, which is doing really well in the, in the charts. Uh, and uh, you get a free signed copy if you're an annual subscriber. Plus, you get Clavin's show live and his mailbag and lots of other good goodies to come. Go to dailywire.com, become a subscriber. We are the largest conservative podcast in the United States. The Trump surrogates are having a really tough time in the last days of this campaign. So they should just be keeping their mouths shut, but they can't. So Mike Huckabee uh, just tweeted out this morning, probably the stupidest tweet ever. Here was his, his metaphor, quote, Trump may be a car wreck, but at least his car is pointed in the right direction. Hillary is a drunk driver going the wrong way on the freeway. 
And with that, Mike Huckabee supplants Ben Carson as the official worst surrogate for Donald Trump ever. I wasn't aware that it made a difference in a car wreck which way your car was pointed. The car wreck has already happened. <laughs> Just amazing. Look, everybody knows that Donald Trump is a car wreck. We have to argue that Hillary Clinton's a bigger car wreck, but you can't even get a basic metaphor correct. Mike Huckabee, just ridiculous. He then, by the way, came back and he said, well, everybody is missing the point of the metaphor, which is that he's pointed the right direction. No, we got the metaphor. It's just that it doesn't work at all. So thank you for that, Mike Huckabee. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is trotting out Melania to try and apparently shore up the women's vote. I, I can't think of a worse strategy, by the way, for shoring up female votes than trotting out a beautiful ex-foreign model who, uh, who, is the who is your third wife and who is significantly your junior. And what makes it even more ridiculous is what Melania was talking about. Here's Melania Trump talking about what she will push for when she is first lady of the United States. Melania Trump on Thursday vowed that as first lady, she would help to combat bullying both in real life and on social media. Speaking at a rally outside Philadelphia, the wife of the Republican nominee said that social media can ease isolation that so many people feel in the modern world. But like anything that's powerful, it can have a bad side. Melania said that our culture has got the narrator explaining, but basically Melania Trump came out and she said that online bullying has to stop. That's going to be her new crusade. And everybody on the Internet will wait. Your husband is Donald Trump. So that doesn't work so well. All that said, everything is chaos now. And the media are jumping with both feet into the middle of the chaos. Kellyanne Conway, who is the, the Trump campaign manager, she was on The View. And she was attempting to fend off the, 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 feral, the feral vultures of The View. Uh, and it actually, I, I thought she did a pretty good job with the ladies of The View. I tell you what scares me. I tell you what scares me, though. What scares me is the fact that Hillary Clinton always puts Hillary first. It does. It scares me. Guys, you want her to be the president of the United States, and you should look at her entire record. You should see what she's done in office as commander-in-chief. She owns her. the Russia reset. She owns Syria. She owns Libya. She owns the Middle East. She has not proven herself it's to be fit or qualified so to be commander-in-chief. Russia's involvement is also a big concern. Can you unequivocally say that Donald Trump has never done business with Russia, has never taken money from them, and never will? That's what he's told me. And by the way, the New York Times buried on A21. Buried on, on A21, they buried the story that the FBI investigation into the Russia audience is laughing. produced nothing. The audience is laughing because we haven't Why? seen his tax returns. Then we would know something. There's a one. Yes. I'm sorry. Donald Trump fixes things, builds things, solves problems. It's Hillary his Clinton name went on from everything. dead broke to quarter of a billion. No, it's not. It's Trump, not his somebody name. Somebody tells me Trump Tower is made with Chinese of people, including women. He employs tens of thousands of people, including women. And you really? know, he's the first it. Republican to ele ever elevate a woman to this position as, as presidential campaign manager. Yeah, he loves women, right? Yeah. Yes, Come he on. does. Yes, Come he does. On, he's very Kelly, respectful yeah. toward women. And yeah. instead of, uh, what, how about, I know we're not supposed to mention Hillary Clinton is also running for president. <laughs> went from dead broke to a quarter of a billion dollars. You know what? People should ask them how they did that. They didn't get the Powerball. Listen, this guy has lost more money than most of us will ever make in our lives. He's Okay, so uh, here's the thing about watching things like The View. This helps Trump, okay? The real reason that people are interested in voting for Trump is not because of Trump, it's because Hillary stinks, and also because watching Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar, watching their heads explode on election night would be a, a simple joy and wonder in and of itself. It would just be an amazing thing, and everybody would enjoy it vastly. It would be, it would be a terrific moment for everybody involved. And that means that the more that Trump attacks the media, the better off he is. Kellyanne Conway's been doing it, too. Here's Kellyanne Conway smacking Chris Cuomo for doing the same thing. 
Trump okay. telling people, go and watch. You know what I mean by watching. Now you've got white supremacists answering his the call. The announced completely. You have, you know but it. not Trump. Yes, That's my he last has. question. Yes, he has. Not, when that man doesn't like something that's said, Nobody can stop him from talking about it. He is loud and proud. Completely and and not unequivocally. About Duke, not about these KKK dirtbags. Not, now you're not going personally. To, now you sound a little not desperate personally and partisan. I'm not listening. With you. All I'm desperate for is some type of closure that is positive in right. this election. Positive closure. Go tell Hillary Clinton that point, Chris, because they are going full on negative, and you know it. They are For tens negative. of millions of dollars. Yes. Okay, well, you want a, a positive close? Go watch Trump Donald Trump out in the Senate. Trump is she should be impeached. She will be impeached. She won't be impeached because she won't be elected president. What, he's saying it. What is that positive? But she will be under this cloud of scandal, and, and, and she will be, and I think it matters to people. People, event, people on Tuesday are going to say, I think I'll vote for the candidate who's not under two FBI investigations. There's only one choice that fits that bill. People, we can't have this national nightmare spill over into after the election. And I am personally offended as an American who loves democracy, who grew up in a Democratic household. I am personally offended that the Democratic strategy right now is wait out the clock, rush through the election cycle, and maybe nobody will notice you're under two wait investigations. Just- Kellyanne Conway is really good at this, and the fact that she's slapping around Chris Cuomo, who's one of the more insufferable people in the media, is really is really quite grand. Now, that's not to say that Republicans aren't going to pay a price after this election from the media. The media are going to attempt to hold their feet to the fire if they spent any significant amount of time pushing Donald Trump. Case in point, Wolf Blitzer went after Jason Chaffetz. Jason Chaffetz, congressman from Utah, originally he said he wasn't going to endorse Trump. Then, like a week ago, he came out and said that he would vote for Trump but not endorse him. And here's Wolf Blitzer grilling him. And believe you me, after this election is, well, after this election is over, in any case, Blitzer, what Blitzer does to Chaffetz is going to be the new reality. That's how, that's how things are going to be. That said, running up to the election, it's pretty clear that when Blitzer grills Chaffetz, Blitzer has an agenda. One thing that Trump has done successfully is he's discredited the media for good and ill. He's discredited the media completely and utterly. And people are voting for Trump because they're so angry at the media, because they're so angry at Hillary Clinton. And yes, because they're so angry at Hollywood. Lena Dunham, who's just an awful human being. Lena Dunham is a, is a woman who bragged about pleasuring herself in bed next to her sister uh, when her sister was 11 and she was 17. Uh, in, in her memoir, she, she's a, a woman who was bragged about uh, and who has falsely labeled someone a rapist without without providing any evidence, named a guy a rapist who was a college Republican, didn't happen. Uh, and now Lena Dunham is out there pushing for Hillary Clinton. If the left wants Donald Trump to win, all they have to do is continue being themselves. Here's Lena Dunham doing a pro-Hillary Clinton rap. Do we have that one? Brunch at Lena's. Uh, do you guys know Lena? How do you know Lena? Uh, she contacted my agent and said she was looking for friends. Yeah. I hope to write down or record her saying something uh, controversial today and sell that to the media, be part of her undoing, and monetarily gain from that. Hi, hi, hi. I'm sorry about that. My periods are insane. It's so amazing to have my closest friends here at brunch. But as you know, with me, nothing is ever as it seems. So this is not like a simple brunch. I have been so shaken by this election. Mm -hmm. It has unveiled the darkest aspects of American culture and the racist, homophobic, ableist, and xenophobic rhetoric is making me ill. Mm -hmm. So what do you think I'm gonna do with all this energy and all this rage? I mean, use your writing. Volunteer. Use television, you have a television show. That's all a little bit basic. What I ultimately decided on was that the medium for me to express my anger was rapped music. No. No. Absolutely. Lena, no. No. Lena Dunham. Hey, hey, guys, it's MC Pantsuit. Hold your hands up. 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 Hold your hands up
My hobby is rap music, but my passion? Defending the nation's baddest grandmother. I'm talking Hillary, Rodham, Clinton. I get upset when people say that Hillary needs to smile. She's a strong person, couldn't even walk a mile. In the heels of this woman, had to fight her whole life. Defending everything she does, to the left and to the right. She's been a lawyer, first lady, senator, plus a mom. Fights for justice since the age of 15. Man, come on. And she did it in a man's world. Shatters last feelings, still all these little... Will assume she catches feeling. Um, okay, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay, so if people like Lena Dunham continue to do this sort of stuff and they have the entire election cycle, people like Lena Dunham make me, an anti-Trump Republican, want to vote for Donald Trump just to make her stop because it's horrendous. And watching her move to Canada would be one of the surest joys possible. Trump's final hope in this election cycle is that everybody focuses on Hillary Clinton and no one focuses on him. I suspect that over the weekend the media will focus on Chris Christie to avoid precisely that. But we'll find out how the media treats all this over, over the weekend, how Trump handles it. The race is still too close. Uh, again, if you were to put the money down, I would put the money on, on Hillary Clinton. But that, of course, is a horror show all its own. Okay, let's do a thing I like and then a thing I hate and then we'll do some Bible um, because I have to get on a plane. So things I like. Uh, to be fair... This is a thing that I'm lukewarm on, maybe. So there's a new show on HBO called Westworld, and we can show you a little bit of the preview, what is not too explicit to show. Do you know where you are? I'm in a dream. That's right, Dolores. You're in a dream. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Welcome to Westworld. No orientation, no guidebook. All our hosts are here for you. In this world, you can be whoever you want. Okay, so here's the, here's the basic premise of the show. The basic premise of the show is that they've created this, this it's essentially a virtual reality, but it's a, it's, a, it's a world where there are all of these robots that are close to sentient, uh, who think that they are living in a, in a real world, and when they are taken out and course-corrected, they think they're dreaming. And Anthony Hopkins plays... It's an amazing cast. It's, it's Anthony Hopkins and... Uh, w what is her name? Uh, Evan Rachel Wood uh, is, is, the, is the woman who plays the, the lead in this. Uh, James Marston plays kind of the robot who's her boyfriend. Um, the, the guy who plays BD from The Hunger Games, he's, he's in it as well. Very, very big cast, big-name cast. Uh, beautifully produced. I mean, it's beautifully shot. It is very obscene. Uh, it is very violent. Uh, but unlike Game of Thrones, where the obscenity and the violence sort of moderate over time, they haven't moderated yet. I will say this about the obscenity. So a lot of people are very upset about There's an orgy scene that happened in the last episode of Westworld, um, and they're saying that it's gratuitous. Of course it's gratuitous. Welcome to HBO, where half of their stuff is gratuitous. But the purpose of the gratuitousness is to demonstrate that all of these robots are being mistreated. The idea is that these robots are being treated in a nasty way by the human beings, and they're close to sentient, so they, under, they feel pain, they understand the pain, they just don't know why they're experiencing the pain. So this is my problem with the show. My problem with the show is that there's not really a good guy. There's one guy on the show who's kind of you're rooting for him, but you don't know if Anthony Hopkins is good or bad. You don't know if Ed Harris is good or bad. The other big problem is it's a little bit, it's a very cold show. It's very hard to, to feel sympathy for pre-programmed robots, because every time they're talking, this is one of the conceits of the show. You don't know whether what they're saying has been programmed or what they're saying is actually them reaching a certain level of independence where they can say what they want to say. 
that makes it hard to feel for them, especially because they're constantly getting shot and patched back up and put back out there. So that means that there's no real level of risk. The, the, whenever there's a gunfight, it's just boring, right? Because you know that the, one of the rules in Westworld is that none of the clients can be killed, but all of the robots can. So that means that there's never, you, you never feel a level of risk. It never, there's no suspense level. When a robot attacks a human, you know the human's not going to die, and you know that the robot probably will. So it takes away a lot of the suspense from the gunfighting scenes. It takes away a lot of the suspense from, from even the love stories because one of them's programmed, one of them's a robot. I don't know how they're going to overcome that. I really don't. Uh, the only scenes that I thought were worthwhile are the ones where it appears the robots are gaining sentience. Be, uh, the, the robots are really becoming independent humans. They're becoming human uh, in how they think because then you're off script. But when you feel like you're watching a script of a script, it creates a certain distance between you and the show uh, that's a little bit, it's a little bit disquieting. So I'm watching it. I don't think it's the greatest show that ever was. I think that it's, a, I think it's an okay show. I'm hoping it will improve. Uh, there's some mysteries involved with the show that they're starting to unlock. Um, but it seems like the show could have been so much more. It, it Maybe the premise of the show itself is deeply flawed. Okay, time for a thing I hate. Let's do it. So, Lena McDonham, she, uh, it's not just that she's rapping, she also did put out a little video online in which she said that she wants white men to go extinct, straight white men specifically. Gay white men are okay, which, uh, okay, so there won't be another generation, presumably, because it turns out procreation is kind of difficult if you're not having heterosexual sex, but she, she thinks that straight, men, straight white men should go extinct. Here is Lena Dunham's little stupid video. How are you feeling about the extinction of white men? Well... White men are a problem. Straight white men are a big problem. That's for sure. But I actually feel pretty good about it. I think uh, straight white guys have been screwing things up for long enough. High time for straight white males to uh, step back and let some other people do it. That's my dad. Okay, so that's, that, that is a recording of her father, apparently, Carol Dunham, talking about how straight white males need to go. So I don't know if he's gay. I don't know what his story is, but uh, it, it is amazing that it, it just it, it is. It's, you wonder why there's been an alt-right backlash. I hate the alt-right, the, the alt-right that suggests that cultural, uh, culture and ethnicity, culture and race are inseparable, you know, the sort of stuff that, that people like Milo Yiannopoulos push and kind of propagandize for. I, I hate that stuff. I think it's anti-constitutional. I think it's anti-Western civilization. I think it's anti-religious. But you see why people are moving to the alt-right when they watch videos like that. When they say that there are people out there who actually want to just destroy straight white men because they're straight white men, they look at that and they go, that's horrible. Why would we allow people like that ever to win? Let's fight back as a tribal entity. And this sort of rhetoric, I mean, it's amazing. Lena Dunham will decry the alt-right all day, but what she's doing is just as bad as the alt-right. She's specifically targeting a racial and sexual group for destruction because she doesn't like them, because she's an unhappy person. Again, there's nothing in that video that explains why straight white men are so bad. The video itself shows there's one point where it's like two female cartoons are going to kiss and then a male head pops up in between. So I guess the idea is that if it weren't for straight white men, all women would be lesbians and happier, which betrays, which violates all notions of both biology and psychology. But there you have it. Uh, but it is, it is an amazing, it is an amazing thing to note that the left has moved so far left that people like Lena Dunham are seen as thought leaders, even as they advocate for the extinction of a racial and sexual group that they don't like. That's, that's how far the left has moved. The left is, I mean, that's honestly, you take that, that, that sort of rhetoric, that is really fascistic rhetoric. If you say, I want the, let's assume that you had said, I want the extinction of black gay men, right? Just change the, just change the adjectives. Uh, then that would be genocidal, wouldn't it? 
Uh, well, what she's talking about there is is vicious and disgusting, and that's what the left is. Uh, at least the left that, that tolerates people like Lena Dunham. Okay, so let's let's finish on some Bible talk as we go into the weekend. So every week, as as I've been saying, the the Jews read a Torah portion. This week's Torah portion is the is the portion of Noah. So we've gone back to Genesis now, started the Bible all over again, and this week's Bible portion is from Genesis. Uh, and specifically, it's it's Genesis chapters, I believe, chapters 6 through 11, 6 through 12. In any case, this the, the, the story of Noah is really fascinating. But what's more fascinating is how the Bible lays out three different visions of how civilization is supposed to work. So vision number one comes from Genesis 6. We can post those verses. So Genesis 6, it says that the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth became full of robbery. And God saw the earth, and behold, it had become corrupted for all flesh had corrupted its way on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth has become full of robbery because of them, and behold, I am destroying them from the earth. Okay, so this is civilization number one. Civilization number one in the, in the portion of Noah is the civilization that is basically libertine, right? Everybody gets to do what they want. If they harm each other, no big deal. It's chaos. You can do whatever you please, uh, even if you harm other people, nobody has rights. You just have it's, it's might makes right essentially, but on an individual level. So the earth is full of robbery, and the earth is corrupted because human beings take it upon themselves to create moral standards that benefit them alone. So libertinism rules, and God says no to that. Next, God presents an alternative form of civilization, a civilization that's built on the family. So this is from Genesis, Genesis chapter 7. The Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, for it is you that I have seen as a righteous man before me in this generation. And this is the theme of Noah. Every time God tells Noah to do something, it's you and your family, you and the people in your family. So the alternative form of civilization is not the individual doing whatever he or she wants. The alternative form of civilization is a family structure that is built in order to benefit the family and in order to protect children, right? That's the alternative that God provides. So that's alternative number two. Then God says, okay, here's alternative number three, Genesis chapter 11. So this is the story of Babel. And Genesis chapter 11 says, they said to one another, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make ourselves a name, lest we be scattered upon the face of the entire earth. And the Lord descended to see the city and the tower the sons of man had built. And the Lord said, lo, they are one people, they have one language, this is what they have commenced to do. Now will it not be withheld from them all that they have planned to do? Come, let us descend and confuse their language. So one will not understand the language of his companion. So the question you have to ask is, what were they doing that was so wrong? If everybody had the same purpose, if everybody was, was interested in building one edifice together, why is that so bad? And what the Midrash says, what some of the commentaries say, is that the collective ruled the individual with the Tower of Babel. That as they were building this massive tower, that if somebody would die, they would actually just take them and they'd put them in the walls of the Tower of Babel. If somebody died, they would just replace them really quickly. It was basically like communism, essentially. Everybody was equal in the eyes of the, of, of the, the society of Babel, and they would build this edifice that challenged God himself because the collective is more powerful than God. If this sounds familiar, that's because it is, in essence, modern leftism. It is communism, it is socialism, and it is a democratic left that values the, the collective over the individual. And God says that can't be allowed to rule because that means the end of the individual. The individual destroyed in the name of the collective, that's bad. The collective destroyed in the name of the individual, which is situation number one, this libertine situation, that's bad too. What you need is a group of people who care for each other and recognize their responsibilities for each other at the same time. That is the model of the family that Noah represents, and that's why God chooses to preserve Noah, and that is why the entire Bible is built around various familial relationships. And then later, once 
things become a little more sophisticated. You've built this idea of family, and now the family can be extended out to people who agree to live and let live within their own families, but also to share a set of common values that make all of us a big civilizational family. So we still have our own families we care about most, but we have a civilizational family that shares values, and that's God's vision in the Bible, and the Parsha of Noah explains where that vision arises from and why alternatives inevitably fail and why God in fact, hates a lot of these alternatives. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the week. So it is upon us. Next Monday will be the day before the election. We'll be here to carry you all the way through the election. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be there all week long. We'll have some extra goodies over at Daily Wire and Facebook for you this week. We will be on top of it. So keep your head down. We're almost there for better or for worse. But don't worry, we'll be there to, to help you through it on Monday. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. <laughs> We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 